Welcome to Satellite Podcast. I'm your host, David Thay, joined by my long-term friend and amigo and brother in Christ, Bo. Bo, tell the people hello. Greetings, everyone. And um, I'm here to get your thoughts on some things that I've kind of been stewing on and mulling over the last few months, as well as kind of an update a year later from our podcast that I got a lot of people to listen to, not as many as I'd like, but a lot of people to listen to, talking about your your personal struggles and your journey um, to try to follow Christ. And the... <sighs> During my birth month of June, which is also Pride Month, which is a source of some frustration for me, um, <laughs> probably the most commercialized month of the year other than December, at least it feels that way at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a discussion in my Sunday school class at church, and there was a RuPaul book reading at the local library where I live at, um, and it wasn't drag queen queer hour, but it was just a book reading of RuPaul's latest book, which goes into... I think somebody dealing with uh, deals with a young man dealing with gender dysphoria. And I think on the front of the book, it's got a boy wearing a dress, something like that. And so they have put up a pride section right in front of the kids section of the library. That's the only place. That's, that's the only section of the library that has the pride advertising. And they were doing this book reading and several of the moms in my class, very reasonable measured women got very much up in arms. Um, surprising to me to some extent, some of them took more measured approaches, like calling the library, asking why they were doing that, asking if they were going to balance it out with some kind of more conservative display and or book reading. Some of them simply asked them to move the display so that it wasn't right in front of the children's section. There were some emails. Um, one of the moms went as far as to go check out all the copies of the book so that it couldn't go to anybody in the community. <laughs> and another mom who took a more practical approach decided to just have a reading of a biblically based story in another room with the library at the same time. But I think the thing that was alarming to me was the level of outrage and fear from these mothers over this book reading. And I talked about this, with my wife and a couple of my other friends that aren't really as closely affiliated with the class. I'm like, I struggled with it because I guess in my mind, I'm thinking the, the public library is a secular institution. It represents the, inclinations of our secular culture. And I don't see it as indoctrination or evil to read a book, even if I don't agree with the content of the book to kids. And I think I'd have a much different feeling about this if it was like done in a school setting where you have a captive audience. Mm. My thought was essentially, if you don't like that, don't go to the library that day. Like, And so what I wanted your thoughts on is why is there such pearl clutching by conservative Christians on issues like this that don't rec- directly affect their lives. Um, you know, this isn't a school. Why do these issues bring up such fear and panic? Because I promise to you, Bo, anytime we discuss one of the problems in current society, the first thing that's brought laying food fruit is views on homosexuality and gender norms. It's like it's it's in, it's essentially like my conservative Christian church-going friends feel like that's the only sin that matters right now. And I just mm-hmm. love your insight on this, on your thoughts on this. Yeah, um, I would say the more libertarian, well, my own libertarian side is we shouldn't have any public libraries. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like free books, man. Yeah, uh, Rod Swanson here. Uh, this, we need to tear <laughs> this all down. Um, so this is, I mean, you know what? If you get rid of, if you get rid of public uh, utilities, we get, we, we solve most things. Um, so, but yeah, I would say that if, there's two things. One, I do think that if it's 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 what Christians were taught told in the 90s about Howard Stern, if you don't like it, change the dial. Yeah. 
and I most I am a mostly in agreement with if there's something in the library that you don't like, then don't go. Yeah. Go to a different library or just don't go. Right. Or or, you know, uh, find another way to get those books. Um, yeah. And so and then you can come back in July. Um, exactly. Now, seriously, that's literally what I was saying. Right. At the same time, this is an encroachment. This movement is an encroachment on what many conservatives and even some liberals are now starting to see. It's like it's like the 90s acceptance movement was like what a lot of liberals wanted was just marriage equality in a sense, or at least can I see my loved one in a hospital? Can I leave them property? Which, you know, technically they could always do that. Um, But, you know, now we're getting into like tolerance, like just go back to the old South Park episode, the concentration, the concentration camp of intolerance. It's, it's not tolerance, it's acceptance. And so now we've moved beyond. And yeah. I think many people, yeah. I think including myself, and even as someone who struggles with this, I knew what I knew what was being advertised, and I knew that this was not what was going. It was it was the camel's nose under the tent, essentially. And that that old proverb, it's like the camel dips his nose under the tent, person pets it. Oh, he's cute, he's nice, lets it in. And as you know, camels are rather large animals. So he ends up coming in and the entire tent collapses. Mm. And so I think many people on the conservative side are kind of drawing the line in the sand and pushing back against this. And when they when they do that, there tends whenever there's an overstep, there's there tends to be kind of an overcorrection. Mm. Right. That's very true. So while I don't see that the public library during pride month is not, I don't think it's the ideal battleground for this, (laughs) this struggle. Yeah. um, A lot of people, many people on the conservative side are sensing that we've already ceded way too much ground on this. Mm. And, um, and the next thing is drag queen story hour, gender, Like essentially it's um, most of this is now bleeding into gender, gender theory. Like we have gone beyond gay, lesbian and bisexual. Like yeah. now, and you're yeah. starting to see other people, particularly gays and lesbians are starting to speak up against this now. So if you go on Twitter, there is a group called gays against groomers. And so it is bunch. It's mostly the L's the you know the b's and the g's like dave Chappelle said um uh, the people yeah that are that are pushing back against this because um i think i might have said this in the in the last podcast you know gender theory or gender ideology is getting so radical that essentially what they're getting closer towards is genital preference is a social construct which is a fancy roundabout way of saying uh being gay or lesbian is a choice it's what oh wait wait rewind that (laughs) so the new way of thought is that it's not even sexual orientation it's general preference Mm -hmm. because you can't say sexual orientation if we can't define man and woman anymore exactly Exactly. oh man oh okay wow gender what gender ideology is gender queer essentially what queer means okay is a railing against the normative 
And even and even the most even more radical people don't like that because to have a normative is oppressive. And so it's all about power dynamics. But for the but for the most part, anytime you see gender ideology, it's mostly it's mostly gender queer. It's essentially railing against the normatives of society or what is deemed normative. And, And now it's encroaching on even gays and lesbians, where if a lesbian will not sleep with a trans man, no, trans woman, so mm-hmm. a biological man who yeah. is, a, yeah. is a trans woman, if she does not date a trans woman, then she is transphobic. Or if a gay male will not have uh, a relationship with, okay, a trans man, man. who's yeah. biological female, yeah. then he is transphobic. And so... It's eating its it's a snake eating its own tail. And gays and lesbians are like, excuse me, what? And so no, but not everybody. I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's probably that's probably about 20% of gays, lesbians, and bisexuals are pushing against this. The others are just going along for the ride because there is political power in this. This is where the winds are going. And so um that's why uh you see a lot of people in gay and lesbian spaces kind of quarreling, but most of them are in agreement with gender ideology, but they don't realize that this is coming for them. Um, But they are, they're putting up with it because they can, they can attach, they can attach their political aspirations to this and then they'll hopefully get a seat at the table afterwards. So. And so you feel like a lot of these conservative reactions are, like you said, overcorrection saying like, if we do not set, if we do not step up to the table and push back into this, all of the extreme stuff is coming. It's and I guess I, it, we, well, not necessarily in my community, which you know where, where I work. I don't. They didn't even think COVID was real two years ago. So like, right, <laughs> so, right. So like the pandemic, not, you mean? <laughs> yeah, it may not be coming to our place as quickly. Like, mm-hmm. but like, and maybe that's part of the thought process that they didn't think these kind of things are coming to where we are, or at least where I, you know, where I live and how, how um, red where I live is, but, um, but by the time it comes to you, it's, there's no other place to go. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the problem. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's the problem. When it, when it hits, when it hits your single street light towns or when it hits, you know, conservative, or even just not even conservative, just traditional or moderate, or even, liberal towns whenever it, it's hit whenever it goes whenever it gets into those communities like there's nowhere else to go and so many conservatives see this as like all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to make a stand and defend this territory and then we have to push back and the pushback is coming and many i would say on the moderate to liberal side who see this pushback coming are trying to warn the normies out there, as they say, that, hey, we need to, we liberals, we moderates who, you know, agree with gay marriage, we we agree that, you know, it's not a sin, things like that. We need to, we need to put up a balanced or reasonable front to this more extreme side, or this is going to overtake everything. And it already has. So as I've discussed, I just, the inundation of ideas and marketing that I get during my birth month of June <laughs> is annoying and overwhelming. 
And I would say that regardless of what it was, but just to hear one thing advertised on every streaming service and every store, it's just overwhelming. And it doesn't even have necessarily to do with it being a lifestyle that I don't necessarily agree with. It's just like, okay, go ahead and show me your pride collection, every single streaming service that I subscribe to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but anyways, I was kind of wanted to ask your general feelings on pride month and just like the gross commercialization and how, and the virtue signaling that takes place during that month, uh, if you can't tell how I think about it. And also kind of your thoughts on how believers should respond to the tidal wave of messaging and stuff that happens during this time. And I'm basing this on what happened with Target, you know, back in May, mm-hmm. where one of my colleagues, who's pretty very down-to-earth conservative woman, shows me this. And I was kind of like, is this real? Like, they actually put satanic symbols on the clothes? It's like, David, this this is real. And so I immediately start reading about it. And I was like, boy, you talking, you thought the Dylan Mulhaney thing was bad target. This <laughs> is like, y'all are just going to bleed money after this. And I thought, man, this is going to be bad for them. And she said, I will never walk in a target again, as long as I live. And she has, that's her right. Um, but just kind of your general thoughts on a, first of all, the month in general and the way it's set up and all the stuff that goes with it. And then specifically on how, if any, way should believers respond to this just kind of your thoughts on those two different things yeah with target i for me i've been a little subversive and in my tastes and you know this um (laughs) like i'm i'm a horror movie fan my favorite is xenomorphs things like that so the satanic image satanic image imagery didn't bother me that much just because uh rock stars in the 80s did it way better um and then the 90s and i was like that's when it was really like subversive and and naughty now it's just kind of it's kind of satanic chic and i'm just like that's so it's like when it's it's like uh even the gender stuff that that's that artists do now i'm like david bowie did that way madonna did that way better (laughs) you need to stop you if anything you need to go back to suits and ties if you want to be subversive but anyway that's just me um but yeah target i thought with the like the tucking bathing suits that came out yes yes um the pushback was ferocious there um which is interesting because that's one that actually doesn't really bother me well it's It's goofy but i don't whatever well, it's it's so shocking though. It's for uh, that's true. boys to tuck. Yeah. Tuck. Yes. And you know, to do the the Buffalo Bill from South Science As of the soon Lambs. as you said that I could not stop thinking of anything but um yeah. Science of the Lambs. <laughs> and 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 Goodbye Horses. Everyone download that. Uh, it's a great song. Um, but yeah, so I think the pushback and I think it was those two things, the the swimsuits and the satanic satanic imagery because mm, yeah. there was really no no significant or at least no pushback that i saw from like walmart they have pride stuff on there too yeah it's just yeah. up front with the bibles so it's it's <laughs> yeah. i think i think conservatives and people and just people in general i don't want to single out conservatives because there's a lot of liberals and moderates and independents and libertarians who are worried about this stuff too we i think you need to be more strategic about where you push back because this is just kind of where it is now. And I think maybe the target one was really what was pretty well done because those were really egregious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like somebody uh, like at this point, there's probably a new, you know, Athens has opened up yet another car wash and they probably have pride um, air fresheners. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, it's not fine. 
but it's just like at this point it's like why put a raincoat on when you're already wet but at the same time they need people also need to relax because even even probably some of i think a lot of the activists online are finally waking up to the fact that these corporations do not care about you yeah yeah. like lockheed martin who makes missiles to kill people overseas has a pride month has there's there's literally a meme that says democrat uh weapons of war and republican weapons of war it's a republican just has the 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 a ship uh dropping bombs and then it says democrat uh, bombing and it, it's the same ship dropping bombs but it has a pride flag on it. <laughs> and so it's just people are even the most radical people are like what are you doing like yeah it's like stop stop drilling for oil you know stop drilling you already struck oil it's like this is this is just corporate pandering at this point yes and, but yes but you're also but the people who love it will also cash in on the oppression points because it's like it's still seen as like, oh, I'm so oppressed, I'm so oppressed, but the mainstream of society is for you now. And so that's that shows you where the power is. There's power in the in acceptance and there's power in perceived oppression. And so that's what this is. Yeah, homosexuality has long has been normalized. And we've talked about this. It's to the point where being homosexuality is almost like being straight now. It is. Particularly like, straight it, or gay white males are heavily targeted now by by the intersectional mafia. And so they, they essentially rate just as much that they have the same privilege points now as straight white males at this point. And, and one of the things you talked about was how you push back. So I'm reading these stories about people literally attacking workers at these targets, not just harassing, but literally assaulting workers at these targets for putting these things out. People that claim to be conservative, I'm sure. And I bet you half of them go to Baptist churches I go to Baptist church, so I'm, mm-hmm. and you're just like that. That makes me want to buy a pride flag when they when they attack workers. What does the minimum wage employee have to do with anything yes. other than their boss saying, "Put this out, or I'm going to fire you"? And so you you are not winning. You are damaging your cause by attacking probably the most vulnerable in that company they have the least Mm -hmm. amount of power and the least amount of investment in what they're actually promoting yes yes and so you know there there might be a conversation to be had of like if i work for a company and i'm being forced to do this should i continue working there and i probably i probably wouldn't but if i'm making a, a minimum wage or barely minimum or a little over and all that's required of me is to put some dumb book um, <laughs> in the in the front of the bookstore or put up some display that will probably get half of the stuff stolen anyway because mostly people steal from displays. Uh, that's just a gut feeling I have. Um, but it's it's like like who who are you who are you helping? Like what cause are you championing? Like 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 what are you really drawing the line there? There's a Lego store owner or Lego store worker who has had pride on their on their name badge, just like a rainbow flag. And he was just berating this person and he was putting it online. And the guy is clearly he's just a wage. He's a wage worker. And he's like, dude, I just put this stuff up. Please leave me alone. Like, I mean, that's that was his whole demeanor. And so, yeah, when 
when they that that's the overcorrection that's not helpful um just just make your voices known you know do a do a tiktok in your own car because that's what everyone seems to do these days <laughs> and yell as much as you want but leave the workers alone leave them alone because this is this is not this is not their idea and guess what it's probably not even their manager's idea yeah that's true this, if you if you if you want guess what if you really want to push back, it's the it's the diversity, equity, inclusion department of that company. Like push back against them because they're the ones that are doing it. I guarantee you that the the manager, at a lot of these stores is just like, oh God, what are we doing now? Like I, it's Pride Month. Okay, how much stuff? Like how how much am I gonna have to turn my store upside down just to virtue signal to you people mm. or to anybody? It's like, yeah. all right, fine, I'll do it. Just leave me alone. So if if you want to direct your attention, protest the diversity, equity, inclusion department of these corporations. But don't you agree that at the end of the day, the the goal here is to make money? Absolutely. So this is where I think of you attacking that worker is not going to do them, not going to cause anything for, but for you to get arrested by the police to look like an idiot and for them to probably close that store. I mean, to me, I respect what my colleague said because she's saying, I'm going to show my disapproval for this with my wallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I think that's a very effective way. And she didn't make a big stink about it. She didn't go make a social media post about it. She just said, I've determined in my mind that I will not support a company that thinks this is a message or presentation or a way of presenting their products that needs to be pushed out. And like, okay. And to me, like, that's a much more effective way. Like what people did with Budweiser. Like if this is what you want to present, we're not going to sell your beer. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get people's, if you want to get corporations attention, you hit them in the wallet. And I know the truth is, and this is just the human nature in us. That's not very satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's much more satisfying to get your frustration out in a guttural instinctual way than it is to say, I'm going to drive past you when I used to drive to you. And so I just, I just feel like I'm tired of hearing these stories, people that claim to know Jesus and claim to want to spread his love, attacking literally and figuratively people who they should be trying to save. Like these are the people that the gospel calls you to try to reach out to. Mm -hmm. And you are putting these people in danger. And I just it's so antithetical to the gospel, what Jesus' ministry and even what Paul's ministry look like. When Paul came into a city where they were sacrificing babies on altars, he didn't go and start stabbing people with swords. Mm -hmm. He stopped and he said, hey, let me show you a better way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you, I would have more respect for you giving someone a track in that store than I would for you going and berating them and punching them. All right. Um, so, yeah. And making their difficult day already more yeah. difficult it is and guess what nine times out of ten they don't like the job anyway and they might even they might even support pride and they're like yeah i'm just i hate this job like this is this is uh this is paying my car insurance or i'm paying yeah. for school or you know nowadays this is this job's just paying my weed habit you know just leave me alone <laughs> um as a high school teacher i can tell you that um a lot of kids that are paying for their vape. I don't know how. Vape and tattoos. Somehow, even though these kids are broke, they always have money for vape and tattoos. All right. Oh, yeah. So uh shifting from that personally, 
we talked last year about where you're at. Um, one of the big things that I took away from our conversation last year, talking about how you're trying to pursue Christ and singleness, being same-sex attracted, and being obedient to what you believe the Bible and says about that and what you believe God has ordained for that. And here we are a year later, and I want you to just share, like, where are you in your journey? What's changed? What's gotten easier? What's gotten harder? Are you finding more support? Do you have people that are loving on you and giving and helping you find community? Like, just kind of, I want you to kind of take a second to share an update on where you're at and how you're doing and what people, and that includes me, your longtime friend can do to continue supporting you and other people in this journey. Yeah. Thanks, David. I really appreciate that. Um, since then, it has been, I would say, more difficult in some areas. Um, for me, without getting in the nitty gritty, um, I've taken, I've had to take my walk with Christ more seriously in the area of purity of what mm -hmm. I put before my eyes. And, you know, I've chosen, I chose celibacy a long time ago, but I was never really faithful to it in the sense of being pure, like mm -hmm. dealing with purity issues and not, and not, and giving lip service to it. And so um, I've gotten, a mentor and a support group to help me in that area to live more faithfully. Um, I am kind of open to the idea, both of remaining celibate. And if the Lord brings, you know, someone into my life, a woman who I vibe with and decide not to live the rest of my life without, I'm open to that, but I'm not having any expectations either way. Mm. Okay. But as I no longer have as I, as I take my faith more seriously and go and take my purity more seriously and take my sanctification more seriously, it is almost as if I am, I'm kind of starting over from celibacy from square one hmm. in that I no longer have a, these crutches in my life where I can act out and look at things that I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Um, and so I have grown in that area. But the desire now, the desire to be in a relationship with a man has grown stronger, I would say, in some in some aspects, not all the time. But it's it's I'm having to wrestle with those thoughts a lot more than I did when I was not being faithful, which is almost okay. like a, a paradox. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But what that is, is. I had I had an out, I had a crutch and now. I am choosing this life without my crutch. In fact, I'm having to confront a lot of things in my life that kind of kept these bad decisions, these poor decisions growing and are uh, alive for that matter. And so I'm having to address those things. And it's been very, it's been pretty difficult. Like there's character defects that I'm having to surrender to God on a daily basis now. Um, and it's it's difficult because back in the day it's like oh well you know what i'm celibate but i can do these other things and and you know it's fine yeah so now it's like now it is i'm having to live out i'm having to actually step up to the plate and i'm not doing that alone um i have oh, a man. support group of mostly most of my support group particularly my in-person support group mostly straight dudes um, yeah. who struggle with lust um, it's they, and they know that I, what I struggle with and they have shown me nothing but grace and acceptance. Mm -hmm. 
and they're there for me. Really good to hear. Because um, a year ago, I feel like this is one of the things that we were praying God would bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, and one of the things that is is been kind of difficult, even in that, is that these are still one straight guys that can kind of understand, but not totally understand. Yeah, but all, all, all of them are married, so they kind of have their own lives. So I'm still struggling with a lot of loneliness, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of can get that gets reinforced a lot. I'm doing some Zoom support groups with a ministry that helps people with same sex attraction, and it's it's not a pray a gay pray the gay way ministry. <laughs> so uh, none okay. of that none of that hokey stuff. Okay. It's it's just healing. It's it's just being. It's helping you to be more Christ-like for people who struggle with this. Um, and there are other support groups that I have, like one on Sunday nights that deals with similar issues. Uh, so uh, then I have another support group that is on Discord that that helps with some of these issues as well. And so I have found people who struggle like me, who don't struggle like me, um, but at the same time, it's there's still I'm still battling a lot of loneliness there. So I'm mm-hmm. praying, you know, I'm praying to God to be like, all right, God, I don't know if because I don't think my desire to connect with a human being on all aspects, like a man would with a woman. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a that's that's a drive that's neither I would say sinful or unsinful. It's just neutral, like one natural. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked from you and I've talked about that personally in person. Yeah. But it just happens to be bent in a way that's not God honoring. Yeah. And so when I'm saying to God, I'm kind of putting a big burden on him. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, Lord, I'm anticipating that you're going to meet my needs on some level that I'm not aware of being a wife or some other way supernaturally. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's all on you. And, I'll, and I'm going to walk faith, as faithfully as I can with you, but I'm expecting you to meet my needs because it's difficult. It's really tough. Um, and there was one incident a couple of weekends ago where I was reaching out to some of my support groups and everyone was busy, you know, yeah. guess what? Everyone has lives. And, yeah. but part of me was like, you know what, guess what? This is exactly what I was anticipating. Um, being mm-hmm. alone, you know, not all this other thing. And then two people texted me out of the, out of the blue uh, from, one of my various support groups and they were saying it was, I kind of felt like it was God saying, you know, you're not going to get your needs met in person tonight, but here Mm -hmm. are two people that are thinking about you Mm -hmm. that you're not alone. And so right now I'm just praying for the Lord just to kind of send me some single guys, preferably, you know, that don't struggle just like me, but whatever, Um, who could, I could just, hang out with on a Saturday and be like, Hey, let's look at this really dumb YouTube channel for a couple of hours, or let's go see a movie or let's, you know, go have a drink, you know, just stuff we used to do. Yeah. Look, it's literally the stuff we used to do. Watch bad sci-fi movies. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. That's a, that's a prayer for me that I would find some community of community of, of, of men in my life hmm. um, who are going the same direction. I am that I can do life with. Um, because the loneliness is still there. Um, but it's 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 a different type of loneliness now. So because there are people that know and uh there are people that support me. And so but uh but yeah, 
So. Sorry, I got a little emotional there. <laughs> um, uh, I just wanted to thank you for being willing to share. And I just know that this, like I had one of our, my colleagues at work listen to this last year and he at first was kind of critical. And then he went back and listened to it a second time. He said, you know, hearing this is actually very informative for me because your friend raised a lot of points that I've never thought about in a perspective that I've never thought about. And I said, that's exactly the point. The fact that she went back and listened a second time to really try to understand what was being said and to realize that not every believer comes from the same point of view that you do. And it was really, to me to hear that was encouraging. And that's a big point, part in why we do this. Also for you, I know you said it's kind of therapeutic to come back and assess a year later where God's brought you and what's happening. There have been some prayers answered. I mean, God, when we sat down a couple of years ago or whatever long ago is when I'm on my couch in my old house and we talked and just seeing where God's brought you from there. And so, I don't know, I, I'm actually kind of encouraged by that. And so, yeah. And I will be as a friend praying along with you. And um, I just got Paramount plus, so I'll probably be inviting you over to watch some bad sci-fi movies myself. So yeah, we can do, we can do watch parties, even if I can't always make it, you, you know, what watch parties are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to do that with a couple of my buddies when at one point when, one of my best friends was living in Maryland, another one in California. We were having to do that to stream uh, all the Star Wars content. Uh, so, well, man, I, I think it's uh, it's a good place to wrap up. And I just want to thank you again for being willing to come on here, Bo, and, and share. And uh, thank you for being my friend for all these years. God, I don't know how long we've been friends, almost 20 years now. It's been a long time. Yes. That's crazy <laughs> to think about. And yet still, you have your hair and less gray than I do, even though you're two years older than me, which is kind of frustrating. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, although we're going in opposite directions physically, like yeah, you're hitting, you, you're, you're peaking and I'm going downhill. You're more jacked than I am though. So I got, I got, I got ways to catch up. So. You're rapidly catching me though, but, um, thank you again. And I look forward to sharing this and, um, also hoping that maybe some people will join in and praying you through your journey. And I will be too. All right. This has been Dave Bethay from the satellite podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.